In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. A blessed epiphany to all of you, and a happy celebration of the baptism of our Lord. I've prepared a short homily for you today, and I've titled it, The Powers Are Shaken. Of course, what we've seen this past week in our country staggers the mind. Many of us are reeling and asking ourselves, what has this country become? And some are even asking, is there in fact any America left? But today I'm going to talk about something infinitely more important. A day 2,000 some years ago, when a young Jewish man came to the Jordan River to be baptized. One single man, one single moment, and seemingly of no real significance whatsoever. And yet this baptism, the baptism of our Lord, could not possibly be more significant. What St. Paul writes is true first and foremost of Jesus himself. God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. And what could be more foolish, weak, or insignificant in the eyes of the world than the baptism of one single man? The world eyes power, politics, and wealth. The rise and fall of nations, the great movements of history, it is these things that appear to be of the utmost significance. And yet, what are we witnessing firsthand? Power shifts. Politics change. Wealth moves. Just one short year ago, well, maybe it doesn't feel very short, one year ago we were living in a different world, weren't we? and in a nation that feels very different than it does today. One year. Just this past week, we were also told that Jeff Bezos of Amazon is no longer the world's wealthiest man. I'm sure you're all weeping over that. <laughs> He's been replaced by Elon Musk. His five minutes are up. And how long will Elon Musk be the richest man? And who is the richest before these? Do you even know? I don't. And so it goes. The foundations upon which the people of this world build their lives are constantly in flux. They are constantly shaking. Power shifts, politics change, wealth moves. And eventually all that once was comes to naught. And whatever replaces it will eventually itself be replaced. The second wisest man ever to have lived lamented this as the never-ending cycle of futility. There's an entire book of the Bible about this. Hopefully you know which one. And the wisest man ever to have lived simply called all of this shifting sand. Power, politics, and wealth, or whatever else you might place your trust in. It all proves untrustworthy, uncertain. And what is true globally is even more acutely true personally. 
naked we came into this world, and naked we shall leave it. Whatever power we might have had, whatever status, whatever wealth, will be no more. Empty-handed, stripped of all pretense, we will stand before God as his creatures and give an account. So back to the central question. What really matters? Is it power, politics, and wealth? Is it the kingdoms of this world that come and go? Is it our own personal legacies or whatever it is that we are trying to build? We're then poised to see in truth that the baptism of Jesus is something far greater, far more certain, and far more significant than all of these things. One single day, one single man, one single bath. After all, that's all baptism is. It's a bath, a washing. Not a washing away of dirt, but a washing away of sin. And that's precisely what was confusing to John the Baptist about this whole thing, about Jesus coming to him for baptism. Here is the sinless Son of God, he thought. Here is the unblemished Lamb. There's nothing for me to wash away. Lord, I need to be washed by you. And yet you come to me? But Jesus had not come to be washed of sin. He had come to be washed in sin. All the filthy bathwater of mankind's sin was poured over his holy head. In the words of the prophet Isaiah, God laid on him the iniquity of us all. And in this single, seemingly insignificant act, all the powers of the earth were shaken. As he came up out of those waters, heaven opened to him and to all sinners with him. The Spirit descended upon him, the Father spoke, and a new creation dawned. For in that water, all the world's greed, including yours and mine, all hatred, all false belief, all godless fear, all internet history, all disordered lusts and passions and appetites, all sins were laid on him, becoming his, not ours. The power of sin was shaken, and with it the power of death, the enslavement of our corrupted biology, and our fallen brain chemistry, our inevitable deaths, all of this was shaken, made insecure and uncertain. When our Lord entered those waters, it was in fact the beginning of the end of the powers of sin, the powers of death, and the powers of the devil, as we soon shall see. Thus Jesus simply says to John, in the most beautiful and Jesus-esque way. Permit it to be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus submits to baptism, to be counted as a sinner, indeed to become the sinner, as we have said. Though he is true God, 
he becomes a man just as we are. Though he is the sinless and perfect Son of God, upon him our sins were laid. In his perfect submission and perfect humility and perfect love for God and love for us, he goes into those waters. And through this weakness and foolishness, all the powers of the earth are undone. God humbles himself and overcomes the world. The world exalts itself and is overcome by the humility of God. As the bathwater of our sins went over his holy head, this wasn't beneath God or alien to God or even disgraceful to him. This is who God is. This is love. And this love is the only thing in the entire world that cannot be shaken. It cannot be moved. It cannot be changed. God is who he is. He has done what he has done. He has taken your sins as his own. He has credited you with a righteousness that he freely gives. Your sins are forgiven, and nothing can change that. His love is the foundation upon which we can build our lives now and for all eternity. If the sins of any one of us were made public, what we've thought in the deep recesses of our minds, what we've said in the cold caverns of our hearts, what we felt in the burning fire of our rage, what we've done when no one was watching, when we dismissed God's presence from our minds and wished that he was not and fled into the darkness knowingly. It is these very sins that he takes upon himself, bearing them to the cross, out of purest goodness and love, granting you the deepest possible epiphany into the essence of who God is and the incomprehensible love of God. In light of this love, isn't it true that all our fears appear foolish? Nations give way, health declines, Everything changes, but the love of God changes not. And that's all that matters. We may indeed be called upon in our lives to make grave decisions, to act this way or that. We may be called to experience deep humiliations and unspeakable sorrows. And yet our Lord calls us to nothing that he himself has not already passed through. It's not in vain that he says to us, take heart, I have overcome the world. And it's not in vain that he makes his home inside of you. He's not ashamed of you. He's not embarrassed of you. He will not cast you away. Even when you have been faithless, he remains faithful. He will never betray you or desert you or forsake you. How could he? The Son has made himself one with you in these very baptismal waters. 
the Father has claimed you as his own beloved child in these very baptismal waters. And the Holy Spirit has given you new birth in these very baptismal waters. And he enlivens you still. That's why you're here this morning. That's why you're watching online. There are no accidents with God. He leaves nothing to chance. Dear Christians, as we see mountains giving way, as we see that nothing is permanent, as we see that this life is indeed dust and ash, we also see that Jesus truly is permanent. And he will raise us from this dust and ash to dwell with him forever. And not merely to dwell with him, but as the scriptures say, to reign with him. He took the form of a servant and became as we are so that we might in the end be exalted and become as he is, eternal sons of the living God. So do not be shaken. Let the earth be shaken. You belong to the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.